What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Matthew Anthony Hawkins here with another Around Town in Chilliwack podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you can be the first to listen to it. You can subscribe on iTunes or find it on Podbay. This episode is brought to you by Cowork Chilliwack. You want to get out of your home office or stop working in a coffee shop, you got to stop in Cowork Chilliwack. First Friday of the month, they even do a, a free event so you can uh, kind of take Cowork Chilliwack for a test run. Check out their website, coworkchilliwack.com, for some more info. They just expanded. They have more space, more offices, more hot desks. You're going to want to check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I present to you Mr. Bill Turnbull. Sitting down with Mr. Bill Turnbull. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Good. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? Yeah, I'm Bill Turnbull. I've uh, been in Chilliwack now for 26 years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been an entrepreneur and uh, slowly building my my business, which is uh, the Town Butcher in Chilliwack. Which is where? That's on Veteran Keith Wilson right now. Yeah. A fairly new location, right? Yes. Uh, we've just been in there for about a year now. Yeah. And it's a perfect location because you can get like just about everything you need in that one spot, right? Yep. We're uh, we're trying to get a artisan bakery in there as well, but we have a produce store in there. Uh, there's a Starbucks. You can get your car fixed at the same time when you're picking up meat. So there you go. Yeah. And there was a wine store there. There was. Yes. What's happening in that little location now? Um. So there's just uh, rumors on what's going in there. I think it's going to be a bistro or a. Uh, I heard a maybe a noodle house that's going in. So, okay, like one of the ones from downtown Vancouver. So it's right. going to be a nice. nice so there'll be a restaurant there. Is I think that's what's going to be going where the Starbucks is, and then the Starbucks is switching over to to help with the drive through. So right, yeah. yes, because that drive through uh, can kill that corner pretty <laughs> it's a quickly. Pain in the butt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they didn't uh, plan that one out very well. No. no. Awesome. So how long have you been running the town butcher? Well, uh, August 2nd of this year is going to be our 10-year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So your first location was on the north side of the highway? Yes. Yeah. That was on uh, Yale and... Um... <laughs> it's been a while, <laughs> hasn't it? It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Just on Yale by Chilliwack Senior there. Yeah. For getting the cross street. Right almost right across from uh, 7-Eleven. And... Yes. Yeah. 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 So what, what made you want to open up a butcher shop? Um, when I was at, uh, IJ, I was there for about six years. I was training to be the, uh, assistant manager of the store. So yep. I was training in every, every, every field. And, uh, I got to the point where, uh, I really liked the meat department. I found that cutting meat is kind of an art. So the better you do, uh, you know, the more artistic you can be with the meat, uh, the better your cuts are and more adventurous you can be. Yeah. And, uh, when I was in the meat department, I just kept asking head office, like, why aren't we buying local products? We have everything around us, pork, chicken, beef, lamb, turkey, everything. Yeah. And, uh, and the biggest reason was is because you don't get subsidy checks when you're dealing with local farmers. So right. it costs more money. You can't put specials on because you, you don't get specials from the farmers. They just say, you know, this is what your price is per cow. And, um, and uh, yeah, so then I ended up venturing off and starting my own and starting with local beef and then it just kept growing. And now we have uh, 35 local farms and families on board. So so when you say local, how local are we talking? Uh, we have um, our beef is from Agassi and then we have another farm in Chilliwack as well. And then we have lamb from uh, Rosedale, Ryder Lake, uh, depending on which farmers are raising uh, each year. Yeah. Our chicken and turkey is from Abbotsford. Uh, and then we have our pork is from Abbotsford as well. Wow. Yeah. 
So when someone comes into the town butcher, what uh, what can they expect? What what do you guys have to offer? Obviously, other than local meat. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we do a lot of cooking all day. We make our own homemade stocks. We make uh, chicken, turkey, and beef stocks. There's no sodium in them at all. It's all natural products. Uh, we also make uh, gluten free and regular uh, shepherd's pies, lasagnas, meatloafs, uh, our own grass fed butter. And uh, we also have a bakery department in our store as well that is a certified gluten-free bakery as well. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. She doesn't do as many breads and stuff, more of a dessert bakery at the moment, but right. it could be something that could grow further from there. That's pretty cool. Uh, myself, I've purchased a few uh, nice cuts from you. Yep. Recently, I, last week, actually. A week Your birthday today. steak? Yeah. It was my, <laughs> no, I had uh, my birthday brisket. Yes. So I cooked that up. That was a huge 12 pound yes. brisket. Um, and it. It was amazing. Yeah, it was I really saw the good. pictures. It looked good. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then I got a birthday steak from John Martin. Yeah, which when he, I think it was one of the girls was cutting it at your store. Yeah, and she was uh, razzing him about it because oh, she was wrapping it. Yeah, I cut it personally for. Oh, you him. cut it? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah so yeah. she was wrapping it then. She yeah. said it was a roast. Yeah, this isn't a steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, that was a a two meal uh, steak. That thing was, and I yeah. shared it too because it was. You would get the sweats if you tried to do that. I think it was. Uh, uh, I think it was around a 50 ounce or, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something, 40 ounce or something. It was pretty big. Oh. So, And even yeah. like when I put it on the grill, like I wasn't sure because I did it on my Weber kettle with the charcoal and smoke. And yeah. So I did reverse sear on it. And that's where if people don't know, um, I put all the charcoal on the one side of the kettle and then basically bake yeah. the steak in the kettle for until it gets to about 130 degrees. That's where I personally like it. Exactly. Yeah. And uh and then threw it on top of, got the coals nice and hot afterwards and then reverse seared it. And that's yeah. when you get the nice crunch. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. The pro, yeah. And that's that's the way I would do anything that has that amount of thickness to it. Yeah. A lot of times people will just throw it on super hot and drop it down. But then it takes a while for the heat to actually get through the steak because it's already sure. caramelized the outside of it now. So, yeah. And the heat yeah. can't get through as easily. Exactly. Yeah. So it took, it took a lot longer than I thought because I've never cooked yeah. a steak that thick before and... Uh, it was it was amazing. The pictures looked really good. Yeah. yeah. So if you want a fifty ounce steak, <laughs> yeah. I, there's not many places in town you can get that because yeah. I yeah. So go to the town butcher. Yeah, we do everything custom for cutting there, and we get a half a beef uh, twice a week. Yeah. Um, and we deal with three different types of beef now. So one, we do our AAA certified Angus, which is one step higher than AAA. Yeah. Um, there's only four percent of the beef market in Canada that will fall in that grade, so uh, you're guaranteed. Uh, marbling, tenderness, aged as well. Yeah. Um, those kind of steaks, you just salt, pepper, throw them on the barbecue, you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we also do our local uh, natural hormone-free. That's going to be uh, raised in Agassiz. So there's um, no hormones, no antibiotics in the feed or an injection. Uh, that's the difference between the um, AAA Alberta. They'll do a straight barley feed, but there's um, no guarantee that there's no um, hormones or antibiotics in the feeds. Right. Whereas with the local farmers, we can guarantee that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we also hang age 21 to 35 days Yeah, and, uh, we finish off the last, uh, bit with the, the local barley as well. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. And then our third option is we have a, a local farmer who's actually the husband of our baker who does all his own beef as well, um, up in Kelowna there. Okay. And, uh, it's just grass fed, grass finished. So we have wow. that always available in the freezer for any type of meat you're looking for. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So what, uh, what was like the tipping point for you to want to open up your own butcher shop? Um, my biggest thing was, uh, 
having issues with head office, I think, would be the biggest thing. So yeah. um, when you're in a, a chain store, you're a lot of them will compare your store to Vancouver and what they're selling and what they're doing. Um, for me, my biggest thing was trying to keep the prices down and uh, increase the volume, have happier customers, trim more fat off of the product so people don't feel they're getting a, um, a smaller amount of meat for the value they're paying for it. Yeah. Um, Which and- is funny because like when I, I've gotten a few briskets from you over the years. Yeah. Um, there's somewhere you've trimmed it back. Cause that's, I'm guessing that's what people really like. Right. And then I've, I've said, no, leave, leave some more. Exactly. Cause you yeah. want that for, especially for a brisket. Cause yeah. that just starts melting and going right into the, the right. meat itself. And it's and he, amazing, but that's yeah. the thing I can go to you and I can say, Hey, maybe not don't trim it back so much. Or, or if I don't want any fat, I can say, Hey, take it all off. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which, and, and we can adjust the price too, to make it so you're not paying for the fat. So that's the biggest thing that, um, you know, we have people that, because the meat is so well marbled, um, you know, you don't necessarily need the extra fat. But for me, like I do like to caramelize it on the outside. So I like that fat cover as well to give it that juice. And it gives you the extra option if you want gravy or yeah. know, Yorkshire pudding. So yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so that was your tipping point having to deal with kind of the corporate side of things. Right. Um, looking back now on opening your own butcher shop. Yeah. What would you say is your number one mistake that you made? right from the beginning i would say uh i i had a hard go for the first three or four years at least uh a month after we started the economy crashed okay so there's no way of knowing that so you're bringing a more expensive product without specials to chilliwack right after the economy crashed so (laughs) right it was kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time because if i tried to open the store after the economy crashed i wouldn't have been able to get the government loan to start it um but uh i think when I look back at my business structure, a lot of times um, places can make 25 to 40% profits um, from any grocery store when you're buying from the, the big feed lots or, um, you know, out of country as well. And that kind of helps with your, um, with your lost leaders. Right. And uh, I think the biggest thing that I had the issue with now um, is I've built my business. So about over 80% of it is being local farmers um, and local product which sounds amazing. But the problem is, is for me, I honor um, the prices for the farmers. So when I go to a local farmer, I say, what price do you need that you can guarantee the animals are fed well, treated well, and that that your family can survive? You know, because there's no point in a family giving the cheapest price they can for an animal, and then they can't support their own family. Right. Uh, That's why we have the same farmers almost for 10 years now. Yeah. So, um, but when you keep adding on more and more local places and then giving better product and then keeping your margins lower, uh, it doesn't give much leeway for if all of a sudden your refrigeration breaks and there's three grand or you yeah. know, power outs or whatever it is. So um, it's definitely been a struggle even 10 years in. Yeah. People always said, you know, it'd be easy after three to five years, but um, it's nice to know that what we're doing is good for the community and I can meet people in Mexico that just happened. I had customers that were, that um they were at the same resort as me yeah. and they were sitting down and we were all in lawn chairs and enjoying the sun and I'm I'm not afraid to meet anyone outside of my store because I feel what I'm doing is a positive effect on everyone. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So then what what would you brag about yourself? Like don't uh don't be too <laughs> humble. Yeah. Uh what uh what would you feel is your biggest success so far? 10 years in. Yeah, 10 years in. Um well, we did win the entrepreneur of the year uh, a couple of years ago. 
Um, that was a big success. Um, this last year, we just got retail excellence, which was huge with the city, mm-hmm. um, with the Chamber of Commerce there. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm I'm very proud of the name of the town butcher now. Yeah. And I know the biggest complaint we get is the prices are high, and I I totally understand that. When you buy a steak, you can buy a twenty dollar steak or an eighteen dollar steak. We might only make a dollar twenty on it, but it seems incredibly high, right? Yeah. So let me tell you this. Uh, being someone like I've become known as the a barbecue guy. Yep. And uh, so I'll, I get asked all the time, like, where do you get your meat? Where's your favorite place to get it? Right. And so I, I'll ask them, I'm like, well, how much do you want to spend? And exactly. And sometimes they, they want to go cheaper. And I'm like, you know, that's great. Then just go to a superstore or whatever, you know, buy some chicken and like it's, but yeah. you'll get what you pay for. Yeah. And then they'll ask, well, where's the best steak that you'll get? Yeah. And hands down, I will always tell them it's the town butcher. And it's because of like, yes, you will pay more. Yeah. But, you know, you might be able to spend the same amount somewhere else and get two or three steaks. Yeah. But they will not compare right. in terms of taste. And so people will go and they'll try it out. And they're, they're, they're always thankful because it's just, yeah. you guys, uh, you have a superior product. Like, let's call it the uh, Ferrari of exactly of yeah. the steak, right? And you you can't go to Hyundai and expect the same price. I know <laughs> get the I same totally car, agree. right? Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions with uh, food, and we do get that question a lot. Is um, when you look at anything, you look at clothes, cars, wine, you know, anything. There's certain levels of prices. Yeah. You know, you can buy one wine that's ten bucks, or you can buy it two hundred dollars. And they all have different aspects to them. Yeah. Yet, when people compare food, they think all steaks should be the same. You know, if you go to Walmart and you get a steak that's from Uruguay or the States or wherever, and then that's supposed to compare to something that is free range, outdoor, not in cages, and, you know, fed really well. Yeah, it's taken care of. And people expect them to be the same price. Well, what's the the Japanese beef? That's... Wagyu? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. talk about a beef that is yeah, like twenty twenty dollars an ounce. Yeah, you know. So and when people <laughs> go and try it, you know, in our day we've had, uh, I would say we go through a full beef a week, and in ten years I've had four beef that were very comparable marbled wise. Like, yeah, it was just a phenom- phenomenon that happened. If and, you're listening to this, like look up this beef, this yeah. Japanese, because it's like it's it's more than half fat. Basically, half yeah. marbling. It's crazy. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And you would, every time you'll set your barbecue on fire. It's crazy. Because <laughs> it's just dripping <laughs> oh, everywhere. Yeah. 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 But it's um, it's one of those things, like, we, we try to offer, that's why we have a couple different options, because some people just really like lean beef. Yeah. Um, when you're buying AAA products, when you look at a single A or a AAA or a AAA certified Angus, there's all different levels of marbling. Um, and that's why when you come in our store... Even when you look at the pork, most pork in the in grocery stores comes from the States. Yeah. And it costs half the price for them to get it from the States as for me to get it from Abbotsford. Wow. So, but when you look at our pork chops, you can see all the marbling inside. Yeah. And they're about half the size of what the pork chops are from the States. Right. So there's a big difference in size, um, hormones that are being used. Yeah. And hormones are a big catalyst of cancer. You yeah. know, that's one of the things where a lot of naturopaths and doctors are starting to get into is saying, you know, check out where your meat's from and for sure yeah what's what's it being fed so yeah well yeah exactly whatever the animal's being fed that's you're, what we're you're gonna be eating it too yeah so. we're consuming it yeah, yeah. uh let barbecue for a second here yep what's your uh go-to setup what are you using at home okay so i have three barbecues now that are <laughs> idle <laughs> and uh i've completely switched over to the green egg yeah so 
Um, I have a extra large one and a medium one. Yeah. And uh, I use them for absolutely everything. So what's the green egg for someone that doesn't know? Yeah. Green egg. It's a full ceramic egg that can hold in the temperature uh, really well. And um, there's no actual cooking parts to it. So you're using, uh, I use um, coal, charcoal that is in there. And uh, there's no preservatives, no chemicals in it. It's just petrified wood. Yeah. So and are you using the green egg charcoal then? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, you can do, uh, I've done turkeys, hams, uh, turduckins, giant tomahawk steaks, anything on there. And uh, it is amazing how long it can hold in the heat. You can have something at 225 or 250 and just slow cook it for hours and hours yeah. where you'd be changing propane tanks in between. So Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, I find when I tell people I cook with charcoal, they're like, well, there's too many chemicals in charcoal. Yeah. Well, if you're using like those Kingford, Kingsford uh, yeah. briquettes, yeah, they are. Yeah. But you can get the like the lump charcoal that's just natural wood. Yeah. And uh, one yeah. of the beautiful things about these things as well, like if you think there, if there's a power out, um, you know, I can just chop down some tree branches, put it in here, yep. start a fire put and put like a kettle with water on the grill yep. or I can cook with it. You for know? sure. Totally. So you don't always need to use the charcoal, but you know, it's kind of better for taste wise. Yeah. But in emergencies, you could use it for anything. Oh, so, for sure. For yeah. sure. So, uh, is that what you'd recommend to someone? The green egg? I think they're great. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that's uh, coming up right now and the way I bought my green egg the first time was at uh, grandpappy's they're doing their big, uh, that was going to be my fest. next question. Yeah. yeah. And uh, on the 25th, I can't actually make it, but um, uh, we the ended... The 25th or 27th, I think? Oh, it could be the 27th. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm leaving on the 25th, so I okay. can't make it to it. Um, but we sponsored uh, all the um, cooks that are there. We gave everyone a $100 gift certificate to have uh, meat for the event. Yeah. So everyone's going to be getting local, natural, hormone-free meat and, and showing what it's capable of cooking, so... Uh, so I'm going to be like the, the sous chef, the uh, sidekick for John Martin oh, yeah. on the 27th. Yeah, that'll be yeah. good. It's going to be good. We're doing uh, we're doing tacos. Yeah. Some different Perfect. and uh, obviously different kinds of meats. And uh, and you, you were practicing your brisket. That's what you're practicing for? Or? No, no, we're not going to. I don't think we're doing brisket. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it under wraps. Okay. I'll tell oh, yeah. you later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, John and I, back in uh, February, we took a taco class in Langley. Oh, nice. Uh three different types of tacos and got some ideas from that. And then, uh, we've, you know, uh, John and I, we've also done a challenge where for a week, every day you had to have tacos for at least one meal. Nice. And so people ask us when we tell them like, why? So what did the winner get? Mm -hmm. And they Knowledge. ate tacos. Yeah. No, they ate tacos <laughs> yeah, every, so. every day for a week. Like what's yeah. the, what's the problem? <laughs> Cause yeah. neither of us lost the challenge. Like yeah. we were, yeah. So we anything from breakfast tacos to oh, just awesome. regular or dessert tacos. One night we made me and my kids made uh, dessert tacos, so it was nice. pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, so it should be uh, May twenty seventh. I think it is. Okay, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be pretty cool. It's yeah, and the cool thing about that um, is that uh, they use a lot of eggs there for the team. So I think they'll have fifteen eggs. Yeah. So you can contact grandpappies to put your name down. Uh, and they do discounts on the first time, like one time use egg. Yeah. So, and that's what we ended up doing. Right. And, uh, yeah, you just, afterwards you pick up the egg, bring it home. It's all assembled and yeah, yeah. yeah. You get a nice price on it and get started. So, so there's Jarrett, yeah. uh, and you know, him. he'll be cooking there too. And I, he has a ton of stuff that he does. He always oh, puts a big, big show on. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he'll have like, he has all the accessories for the green eggs. Like yeah. I saw the other day, he has like a burger rotator like oh interesting yeah, yeah so it's got like tr instead of like a rotisserie yeah um where you jam your bird in there 
he's got uh, he's got these trays that like rotate around inside the green egg. That's cool. And he loads it up with his uh, beer can burgers. And yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we have to have a bunch of us together and just do a big cook off. Oh, yeah. Do it for Chilliwack or something. It'd be pretty cool. That would be amazing. But see, the thing is, Jarrett bugs me all the time because I'm a big Weber guy. Yeah. I've got the kettle and I've got the bullet. And yeah. he's just like, oh, you got to switch over, man. You got to switch. Yeah. Uh, but I think they with- all they all are great. You know, they all have great aspects. And um, for me, the thing I really love about the egg is uh, I've learned how to now cook steaks at 700 degrees, which is insane. Yeah. So I get it up to <laughs> 700 or 800 and I put it on for about 15 seconds, give it a quarter turn for 15 seconds and then flip it over. And you can instantly see that the fat has turned um, almost like a, an orange. It yeah. caramelizes the fat almost like candy. Yeah. And then when you flip it over once, then you turn the grates off on the top and bottom. Yeah. And it basically deactivates the charcoal and it just, it fills up with smoke and it just slowly, the temperature goes down and it cooks all the way through. Wow. So even at that temperature, most times you would have it. So like the, the beginning parts of the steak on the top and bottom will be, you know, medium rare. And then the middle will be, um, rare. Yeah. But by doing that, it's like you said with the kind of the inverted sear, um, it just uh, drops the temperature and it lets it just kind of linger in there. Yeah. Where it can cook all the way through. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure if there was any vegetarians listening to this episode, yeah. they've they've just turned it off. because they're like, <laughs> Well, we know. have converted about uh, four vegetarians in my time, too. So <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of times people will um, become a vegetarian because of how the animals are treated. Yeah. You know, for when sure. you look at all these movies like Food Inc., Food Inc. came out after we started, which is great. That's probably helped us actually survive um, going bankrupt in the beginning. It was just hard to educate people and start teaching people about the difference of, you know, why do you pay more for the animals not to be in cages and why do you have this? And uh, when you feel like the Lone Ranger with an idea, it's really hard to get the momentum. Yeah. But as soon as Food Inc. came out, you know, people had tons of questions that we could actually answer. Yeah. You know, how's the animals raised? How are they fed? Where are they from? Yeah. Um, and that, uh, you know, we add zero fillers or food colors or salt water injections or salt brines, nothing in any of our product. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you start learning that, okay, you know, sometimes with the big stores, they'll have to put ammonia in the hamburger to kill bacteria levels. You know, like those are all things that start scaring people. And oh, then, for sure. And then they stop eating meat altogether because they think it's all like that. So. Yeah. And I've, uh, it's funny, people ask me all the time too, like, oh, you, you must like barbecue all the time. Yeah. Um, which I actually haven't, I've barbecued twice in the last, uh, three months. Yeah. Um, but they think I eat like red meat for like every day. Yeah. It's usually like maybe once a week. Yeah. Cause, Cause I still love my vegetables. Right. Like one of my favorite things is like the, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Brussels sprouts. And, uh, you know, put some garlic and butter in there and fry it up. And and you could do that on the barbecue. Like, even if you're not a meat person, you can still barbecue. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, you could barbecue and do like a barbecue Caesar salad as well. And, you know, different things like that. That, You take a head of romaine lettuce and you can smoke it on the barbecue. Corn you could do. And um, I can't wait for corn season. The best thing that I love on the egg, actually, when I cook the steaks and I take them off to let them rest, I have a cast iron pan that I'll stick um, asparagus. That's just olive oil, salt, and pepper. Yeah. And it'll just sizzle on there. Yeah. And it's got such a nice crunch to it, but yeah. asparagus on the barbecue is to die for. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. So um, when you won Entrepreneur of the Year, yeah. how, did, how did that feel? Like when you were announced, like obviously yeah. you were announced as a, uh, a nominee. Yeah. And then when they said your name out at the ceremony, what was, Yeah, I've seen the pictures. But I, I, I had the same reaction of when we had the retail excellence. I never planned a, 
a speech just because I wasn't really expecting to win. And um, it's uh, it's one of those things where you feel that you finally get the acknowledgement of what you're doing and how hard you're working and mm-hmm. going against the grain, not taking the, you know, the easy path. Right. It's, uh, it's just one of those things that just gives you that confidence that, yeah, people notice what you're doing is right. So, yeah. Um, if someone's starting out a new business, that's uh, not necessarily a butcher shop, yep. but just something in Chilliwack, um, what, what would your words of advice be for them? Um, my words of advice uh, for that would be to really get your business plan down. A lot of people go in and, you know, you might be really good at baking. You might re- be really good at making toys or soaps. Um, but uh, what happens is, is even when I say running a butcher shop, it's only about 20% cutting meat. The rest is politics, it's it's buying power, it's, you know, customers, advertising, it's everything. You have to learn how to actually run the business itself. Right. Um, so you can be the best baker in the world, and to get your shop actually up and running is quite difficult. Um, and a lot of people don't, uh, they underestimate how much cost is going to be in the first year and how much you're going to lose trying to get up and running. Right. Um, so for me, I would say get a business plan down and even use a... You can use a government loan like the BDC is a really good guys to work with. They helped us on our new move. Um, and then you pay that back over seven years. But uh, then it frees up some of your own capital that if you are going to lose money in the first couple months, you have a cushion. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, people go in, they spend everything, they have it up and running, but they don't have a cushion. And then all of a sudden you run into to troubles. Yeah. And getting a loan as a new business or um, from the banks or the government is is pretty much impossible unless you can show like a positive income for two years. Wow. Yeah. So get it at the beginning. Exactly. And get going. And yeah. Then... Use a loan right from the beginning. And the nice thing is, is the BDC will actually work with you um, enough to say like, okay, this business plan, you're missing this and this, you know, like, and they'll fine tune it. Right. And, uh, and then they'll want you to succeed. So if you're having issues on certain parts that they, they'll give you ideas and you can work with the, the person that's, awesome. that's in charge. So I find you, it, you don't feel alone in it when you're, when you're in that group. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of, uh, alone, like who, who would you say are some, uh, people you look up to in business? Like, are you a a book reading guy or like just read articles online or, or do you read or like, or, or (laughs) videos? Like there's so many resources now. Um, where, where do you draw some inspiration from? Yeah. Um, I don't do uh, a lot of reading myself. Uh, I think that's what they, ADHD that I end up, uh, <laughs> I read the same page like five times and then I daydream about businesses and building different things. Yeah. Uh, I was given the gift, I think God gave me the gift of being able to um, take anything apart, put it back together, see how things work. And uh, I love just being able to um, just dissect things. Yeah. Like even being uh, owning my own butcher shop, I've never done in cutting class in my life. Right. You know, I just self-taught myself. I threw myself in there, looked from books and diagrams and then just put it all together. Yeah. Um, same with running a business. I did a couple courses in university to get the basics down. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people in my life that I, uh, that I look to and I, everyone that's in my life, I, I think is there for a reason, you know, and you can learn from them, they can learn from you. And, uh, my biggest inspiration are just the, uh, the people that are go-getters, you know, you surround yourself around those people and, and they'll help bring you up when you're down and going through those tough times. Right. Good stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so Chilliwack, you've, you've moved, like your store has gone from two very different neighborhoods. Yes. Um, what, what do you see going on in Chilliwack right now? Um, that was a, that was a huge thing for me. I tried so hard to, uh, to make, uh, sure that when we were leaving the downtown, that it was not a negative vibe. 
that was a, a big thing for me. I when I first started, I had the option to go into the Sardis side, but I really wanted to um, bring the down core, um, downtown core uh, up. I wanted to be that diamond in the rough and. And we did it for eight and a half years. That was a brutal, brutal eight and a half years. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you have a few stories of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your neighbors. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, our power went out quite a few times because the cops are shutting down the power in the whole street, you know, just because of different things. Wow. Um, but uh, one of the biggest things that I was seeing in the last two years, we started to uh, end up losing money in the last two years because we just lost so much traffic. Um when we first started, there's lots of people walking around, lots of walk-in traffic, a lot of people coming from the Sardis side. And it just, I found where I was in my area, I just didn't have that draw um, for the buildings around me to bring other people into that area. So they'd be like, well, there's nothing else to do there. I'm not going to drive 20 minutes down to his store. Um, and we lost a, a lot of clientele that way, I think. Right. And then now moving uh, down on, on to Vetter and, yeah. and Keith Wilson, what, how are you finding things? Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. The you know the overhead in the end is about five times is what I was paying on the downtown t- side, so it is quite difficult, especially through the uh, the winter and the fall times, um, and then the traffic with uh, the Starbucks and the you know construction with Cultus Lake. There has been quite a few hiccups and troubles starting out, um, but one of the things that we are trying to do is we do uh, monthly boxes now on our website, so they're all different every month. We give uh, recipes out, ideas. Um, and we're also doing, we're building our website now so people could do custom orders and then we can deliver once a month Okay. because we really want to hit so it's our, like a subscription box. Yeah. 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 And the, you're not obligated to buy anything. You can go on there and say this month, I just want a, you know, a B or C box. And, uh, and then you can either pick up or deliver and, and we're just trying to make it so that our product is more accessible to the people on the Chilwax side because they were the ones that really helped us, um, survive the hard times. Right. Yeah, for sure. So aside from uh, business in Chilliwack, uh, like what what do you see going on? Like what's what are what are some of our issues we uh, you feel we're really dealing with right now? Yeah, um, I know the basic issue that most people feel is that uh, um, with the homeless as well, uh, the stuff that's going around. Um, I think one of the biggest issues is we're getting to the point where we are bringing in so many um, big box and American stores that it's really taken away from the mom and pop shops. Yeah. And I think for me, that's that's going to take a lot away from, you know, when you bring in a big Walmart, you know, that big or a big Cineplex or, you know, all these types of places, it really affects the people that have have tried to be the anchors of the town. Yeah. You know, it's it's it would be easier for me to have my shop downtown Vancouver and the product that we're selling, we would have no problem selling out every day. Right. You know, because when you look at their prices and what they're selling out there, this is what we do. But Chilliwack is is my heart. You know, the people here, the community. There's so many businesses that are just involved with everyone. Um, I think it would be good to have uh, more business meetings where we bring people together on ways that we can all get together and come up with different ideas, brainstorm, um, because it's easy for everyone just to complain about things and not see how much good is going out there. Yeah. But there's a lot of companies right now that are trying to um, donate products and, and really help the community um, right. just be a better place. So instead of taking like a, a political uh, angle at it, looking at like private free enterprise, yeah, stepping up and doing something about it. Yeah, we we started a program uh, eight months ago um, that we we give away one uh, percent of our gross sales we do for single parent families in need. That's and amazing. In the beginning, I got some flack for it because you know people are like, "Well, there's homeless that need it, there's seniors that need it." Um, but for me, for how hard I had to work to get this started. 
I look at these parents that work two or three jobs and they, they just get by. Yeah. You know, they might not have enough for Christmas gifts or enough for like good food. And, um, you know, none of them ask for a helping hand. You yeah. know, they just they work hard. And uh, so we have it now where people can nominate people. Um, they can nominate themselves and they get put into a draw. And uh, we're doing uh, every month we do uh, 10 $100 gift baskets. And I have pictures on this uh facebook there of what we do yeah um but you know they get protein they get vegetables and now we've actually had uh four different local companies that join us yeah you know if i'm going through a slow month and i can only do six baskets they'll compensate the rest to make sure we can do 10 and um people are baking cookies for it and christmas we had 39 hampers that we put together of food and toys like it just filled the store it was amazing that's awesome you know we had generous customers that donated a thousand dollars you know, just for the event, just to go buy toys and stuff. It was just an unreal. It, it made me cry. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I bet. And you guys did like a, a barbecue for that day too, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I think Jared money. even showed up to yeah, cook he, for you. Yeah, he's always helping there. So, yeah. yeah. Jared's awesome. Yeah, but people like, people are missing that. They, they're not seeing that because they see like the, the one problem that we're having and they don't see that there is tons of people and and businesses and, you know, just people in our community that are really trying to make a difference. Yeah. And it's just so easy to, to see the negative. But when you look back and say, you know, there's how many communities are as community oriented as ours, right? You know, you look at Abbotsford or Surrey or Vancouver and stuff like that. Do you see that many places having programs where we're, you know, someone's house burns down and we all come together and help them up with that or, yeah, you know, problems that are happening. It's, I think it's a lovely town personally. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, that's why I, like this whole around town and Chilliwack thing, like I've started it as a podcast and now um, ramping it up because I think um, everyone is always aware of the negative. Yes. They always see what's wrong. Yeah. Um, But there's just so much good stuff that's actually happening that they just, they go, well, this is happening or that, like nobody's doing anything about this or um, that I think you're right. Like we need a platform for people to, to see Hey, like be a part of the solution instead of complaining about the problem. Exactly. And, uh, and just let's show off just cause this, it's a great community. It is. Yeah. It's it not only is it beautiful and we have everything around us, we have lakes, you can go hiking and, and, uh, it's, I find there's just so many businesses that have just poured their heart into it. Yeah. You know, this no, isn't just sure. a bot company. It's not just, you know, someone that just sold out that, you know, they're just having, they're just there for the, you the money. Yeah. Right. You're seeing people that are here that just love to see a smile on people's face. Yeah. And they like, they live in the community. Yeah. You know, 10 minutes down the road, that's where their house is and their exactly. family. And yeah, they're, they're here. Like they're in for the long term. So, yeah. Um, so speaking of that, what, uh, what, what do you, where do you love to eat in Chilliwack? Where's a go-to place for Ooh. you? Besides my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Besides your 700 degree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I like Earl's. Earl's is good to eat there. Uh, Frankie's, I do Bravo as well. Yep. So Bravo's, they, they just do some Renos there, uh, downtown Chilliwack and, yep. and it's looking good. So, yep. um, yeah. I do you just... have anything in particular at Bravo's you like? We were just there last weekend for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So my well, wife and I, yeah, it's gorgeous. It is. Yeah. Good wine, good food. And yep. yeah, martinis are the best. There. They have an amazing martini yeah, list. That's true. Yep. Um, Jared's an awesome cook, you know, and he's very innovative. He, he goes to a lot of places. I went to school with him. Um, I just love trying new dishes and they have one now that I think is just, uh, the chef's dish. So mm-hmm. you don't know what it's going to be and you can order it. And that okay. kind of stuff is what I love. You right. Know? Try something, something that they're totally inspired new. with. Yeah. Yeah. 
good yeah. stuff. And then whereabouts, uh, where do you kick back, relax in Chilliwack? Is there any like outdoor places you like to go or? Uh, yep. The up to Cultus Lake is mm-hmm. a great place. They got the lakeside up there, which is a great place to eat and have some drinks. Um, and probably nicest patio, I would say. It's true. Yep. Yeah. Very nice patio. And even just going to the docks, you know, or going for a little hike or a walk around. Um, just getting that fresh air down the Vetter Trail. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many places that you can go. Yeah. It just depends on your mood. <laughs> and it's amazing right now because like um, Vetter River Park, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, all brand new, all redone with the, the roundabout and bridge coming in. Yes. They kind of moved that, everything over. And then uh, there's Peach, uh, Peach Road Park. There's a whole yep. new park along there. Yeah. So you could like park down at Peach or Lickman. Yeah. Go for a nice walk, end up at the town butcher, yep. grab some lunch. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And then we, uh, we walk went back. And, yeah, had a little picnic just on the rocks right by the river. And it was just a great place. You got the running water. And, yeah. you know, I think the city is doing a great job. It's it's very hard because you look at it and, you know, people want it to look nice. They want it to be artistic. They want it. But you're always going to get people that just don't like what is being done. Yeah. You, you can't please everyone 100%. But I think they're doing a great job on that aspect. So Yeah. No, yeah. it's... Uh, well, you just look at like the uh, flowers at the Evans Road yeah. round. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, how am I supposed to see what it's on the other side of the roundabout? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not how the roundabout works. Like, they actually are supposed to do that to block people because people will look ahead instead of to your left. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they'll wait because of someone ahead, but yeah. it just slows down traffic. Oh, so you're for actually sure. not supposed to see through it. I saw someone the other day that um, they had gone into the roundabout. And then they stopped. Yeah, to let someone. <laughs> to let someone. It's like, no, yeah. it's like you we keep need, moving. We need community courses on how to use roundabouts. And a lot of times, like when, when I'm looking left and I'm pulling up to a roundabout, you know, all of a sudden I'll see a huge gap. I'll think that the car is going in front of me, right? Because you're trying to time it. And then yeah. all of a sudden you have to slam on your brakes because they, they've stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. When you go to London and they have like, you know, eight <sighs> roundabout lanes and stuff. Those people all know how they work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You'd hope so, right? Yeah. Uh, the other day, too, at Five Corners, I saw someone, because it's a weird intersection at Five Corners. Yeah. They got into the middle of the intersection and going north and stopped. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, see, I see that all the time. And they're just, yeah. like, sitting literally in the middle of the intersection. Yeah. Well, they don't yeah. want to run the red light now. So. Well, yeah, they've definitely already gone, like, halfway. Like, yeah. just finish it. <laughs> um, places to shop in Chilliwack, anywhere you'd recommend? Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, button box downtown. If you like things like that, Creekside, um, actually, uh, Royal Cafe now is doing, um, they have, uh, yeah, have you tried unique, it out? Yeah. I tried it out and quite unique stuff there. So if yeah. you like that, uh, I think it's like full Southern dishes. Yeah. So things like that, it's, uh, it's and they do, amazing. uh, like food truck dish of the day kind of yeah. thing too. And they're, um, sugar glazed donuts are just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I look at, I, they pop up on Instagram and they, yeah. they look so good and they only do like very minimal amount every day. Yeah. Right. So if you don't get in there for the, the dozen that's available yeah. or whatever, then they're sold out. That's it. Yeah. So you're not getting dry ones. And, yeah. Uh, I, I personally love to shop at places that's just little mom and pa shops. You know, those are the people yep. that, uh, they're the backbones of the community. And, you know, when you look at small businesses, small businesses support what 80% of the con- economy or something. Yeah. You know, we're the ones that actually don't get the tax breaks that get hammered with everything. You know, even when you look at HST, when it came through, it was the first tax that helped small businesses, which got revoked again. And, uh, you know, so it, everything's on our, on our backs to support the community. Like something happens and they overspend now let's up the tax of small businesses, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So when you look at that and then you look at places like Amazon, the first billion dollar company that's out there, 
and they're they're showing reports that you know that what they're paying their staff members and what they're paying in taxes is pennies yeah it's pennies it's compared insane. to what yeah all these mom pop shops are paying yeah yeah totally it's it's uh it's not right the the balance is way off yeah yeah um someone moving to uh chilliwack what would you recommend to them what uh if they had a day just to check out chilliwack what would uh what would you doesn't even have to be in order yep where would you start um i would say do a walk around the vetter canal there yeah, yep. it's just a beautiful area. You can go for a nice walk around there. There's a lot of little shops around and, and so many places to park for that. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, hike up Teapot Hill. Anything around Cultus Lake I love. Yep. I even drive up to Harrison. There's just so many different directions you can go for that. And um, Teapot Hill, it's funny. People yeah. hear Teapot Hill. They think it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, it's definitely not the hardest. Yeah. Um, but it's not just like this 20 minute stroll uh, up a hill. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I do want to get into this uh, this year, upcoming or next year is um, is go on some uh, tours with uh, Waddington, with Sam Waddington there. Yeah. Um, he does uh, these amazing tours and the views are breathtaking. Yeah, he has one there. coming up. Um, oh, where is it? Just uh, near Tulumine. It's the old HBC trail. Yep. And uh, it's cool. I was looking it up, actually, that um, they'll take you up there. They'll help you get all set up. Um, you All you have to carry is a day pack. Yeah. Anything for overnight, any sort of food, like for main meals, um, they take care of all of it. They, they'll transport it from the first camp to the second, third. So you don't have to carry, like, this massive oh, cool. pack. Yeah. Uh, you know, pack your lunch and uh, your day items and then meet them up at the next stop and they'll help you set up camp and they cook you dinner and, yeah, like, talk about a great cool. adventure to get outside. And then they also do uh, Mount Shiem, they'll, yeah. which is awesome because it's a 4 by 4 road. Uh, not every vehicle will make it up there. And they drive you up there in their awesome van. Yeah, the and mule. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. got stolen, which I is know. insane. yeah. And then, uh, then you get to hike up Mount Shiem, which is, uh, looks out over the whole valley, which is amazing. So yeah, it's something I, I really, I haven't done Mount Shiem, so I want to. Yeah, I, I, w- I would like to do a lot more. And I feel now that, uh, I, I, ha- I have to say, I have an amazing staff going right now and all four of them that are there, they, they all have a certain section of the store that they take care of. Uh, this is my first year that I feel I can actually step back a bit and start traveling and focus on my health and rebuild. And I'm still there five days a week or, yeah. you know, all my days off, but it just feels like I can, uh, I'm going to be a little more involved with the community and, and I'm joining up with the Rotary Club as well now. Yep. So I'm just in that process. Good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just want to do more outdoors and yeah, be more. A so part which of Rotary it. Club are you? That would be the uh, Thursday morning. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's a, a few different ones, right? There's three different ones, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And I know, uh, Friday, Friday lunch, right? Yeah. Yeah, Michael Berger. Have you spoken with Michael at all? No. no. Okay. He's yeah. Uh, he's a good. If you want to talk about Rotary, yeah, he's a good guy to talk about it. Awesome. Yeah. So that'd be cool getting involved with that. Yeah. And any plans with uh, what you're hoping to do with that? Or mm. yeah, um, there's a couple of projects I want to clean up. Some of the um, parks around that uh, maybe need some work. Uh, I want to do a lot more with. Um, I want to see if I can take this. Uh, the program that I've started for the single parent families in need, I want to see if I can take it to the next level and really start saving money. Like we still have um, over a hundred people in the draw and every month we keep getting more people, more names, you right. know, and, and we've done, I think 150 baskets so far and it just keeps growing. So right. we're, uh, we're really looking to uh, just increase what, you know, who we can help. So what do you, community. what do you need to do that? Um, well, some people, whatever people want to donate, like some people will donate food, 
um, toys, cleaning things, whatever people uh, think a family could use that normally doesn't have the extra income to spend for that. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking for either businesses or individuals that are willing to yeah. chip in a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes we have a little thing at the store where sometimes people put a, a couple toonies in or, you know, some money that way as well. And right. what we do as soon as we get a hundred dollars from that, then we'll do another family. So it might take a couple months or right. Um, we're trying to go more event, uh, environmentally friendly with our store. And we're telling people that if you bring your own containers and bags, um, to put the food in and stuff, uh, we'll donate $1 for every person that does that. Right. So if we can get 100 people that now bring their own glass containers or plastic containers and, and their own bags, uh, we can do another family every month as well. Right. So it cuts down on our cost on packaging, and then we can use that money now to help more families. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so how how can people get a hold of The Town Butcher? What's Yeah, so we have a Facebook page, The Town Butcher, um, and uh, there's lots of information on there. Uh, we have our website, thetownbutcher.com. Yeah, uh, we've been building a lot of that. Um, we have a lot of photos now, a lot of information about the farms. And then one of the cool things is we're doing a, a blog page on there now that uh, will give you a recipe. So we'll put a recipe on there. You'll get the pictures and then uh, it's an interactive uh, recipe. So you can actually click on an item if it says add onions and it will cross it off on your list. So you know where you're at. That's pretty cool. And then uh, when you're at, OK, I'm at the searing stage, it'll take, you know, 10 minutes you click on it and it will actually start a timer for 10 minutes. So everything's kind of built in. So that's pretty awesome. One of the big things we're working on right now, just to make it easy and have um, new ideas and recipes out there. So yeah, for sure. And then um, like those subscription boxes, they can get that on the website too. Yep. Yeah. And people, uh, it's not so much like um, you have to subscribe for like a year or whatever. All you can do is you can put in your name and number, what you, you want for the information on it. And then you just hit which box you want. And so you could do one box, you know, one month and then change it up completely the next or. Right. That's cool. Yeah. So that you're not like locked into anything. Right. It's, so it's totally customizable. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. So box to box, basically. Yeah. We actually teamed up with the produce store as well. So there's an, a side option if you want a produce box in there and then even our bakery that we have in there as well. So you can say, you know, I would like a carrot cake and some gluten free cookies and then I'll have a wow. produce box and then I'll have a meat box and then it'll all be ready on Tuesday for you the first Tuesday of every month. So there you go. Uh, Garrison Greens, is that who you teamed up yes. with? Okay, yeah. which yeah. is a stone's throw from your oh, store. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and it's great. We've been working with them, too. Uh, every time we have a rep between the two of us, we try to carry everything uh, where we're not duplicating items. Right. So it's a, a little grocery store in itself between the two of us. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for uh, taking the time and sitting down. And Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Bill. Thanks. <laughs>